Radical Life. Here we are again, Rick and Robin. On a previous podcast, we talked about me. It's all about you. I began with the line, (laughs) it's all about me. And you responded very quickly with, but when's it about me? Well, right now. Is it about me right now? Right now, it's all about you. Oh, lucky me. I get to talk about me. Go for it. We say that our podcast is about Rick Moe, who is the non-traditionalist rock and roll guy, and he likes to shake things up. When Rick talked about himself, he kind of showed us that, how he felt about things that he knows about himself. And me, I'm a little bit opposite of Rick. Would you agree? Oh, totally. I am definitely a traditionalist. I sang in a choir for like 13 years, and I do not like to rock the boat. I'm the Adam to your Eve. (laughs) Yes. We want to show on our podcast that you can be different, but yet have unity, right? Yes. God created us differently, and he created us perfectly different. So when Rick talked in a previous podcast about how he felt about churches, and he didn't really like traditional churches, right? Or organized. I didn't say you didn't like traditional churches. You like? I, I, no, I, I was. What? We're back on me now. Just so you know, we're back <laughs> it's on our, me. What it's all right. I just want to update okay. where we left off. I don't want people to get me wrong. I'm not against traditional churches. I just don't seem to to fit well. Okay. In one. When I go into a place or when I'm in a crowd or I'm just out and about and I I find the crowd running one way, I tend to run the other. Okay. For what reason? I don't know. It's just who I am, how I'm built. Mm -hmm. And me, I'm a conformist. So if the crowd is moving one way, you're you're with the crowd. Usually I'm with the crowd, but I'm intentionally with the crowd. I can be against the crowd. But I'll make it a point to, well, let me give you an example for my job even. When I've worked for a lot of different CEOs and bosses and I will come into a new job and I just find out how my boss works and I adjust, I conform to their way of doing things so that we can have a good working relationship. So when I think of churches, and I've been to a lot of different churches, I have the same thing. Would you agree, Rick? That a church has its own personality. Definitely. And every church has its, I think it has its own language. If you go in a church, you find out how people speak. They'll speak a different way. I remember going to this one church and everybody said, amen, hallelujah, like every other word. They all talk that way. A lot of them will speak a certain way because, well, that's how the pastor speaks. And whatever is... What the church is being taught, that's that be, kind of becomes who they are. Well, I have gone into churches, and I will intentionally find out what that church is about, what their language is, what the mood is, how they talk. And I will conform to it on purpose so that I can communicate with them and don't stand out. I don't want to stand out. Right. And part of it is, too, like the way Paul said, he said he tries to be everything for everyone so that he can save some. Right. When he went to the Greeks, he spoke like the Greeks would need to be spoken to. And when I go into a church, I try to find out, how do they want to be talked to? If I speak their language, maybe they'll they'll listen more. You know, so I, a lot of times when I first go to church, I'm quiet for a while because I just, I'm observing yes. to figure them out. 
So that's what I mean by conforming to them. And like, if a church doesn't raise their hands, I won't raise my hands when I'm with them. And some people like to do that just to prove a point, you know, like you should raise your hands, but I will intentionally not because I don't, for one, want to draw attention to myself. And I know it can be distracting to some people or they just don't like it so much. I don't want them to be upset. Uh, And I can set aside how I feel about something to be at a church and conform to how how they want to be. I think the difference between maybe me and you sometimes is you are bold enough to speak when something needs to be spoken. And I probably am not. I'm probably more on the, oh, let's not, let's not say anything (laughs) and rock the boat. And that's not always the best way. Something has to be spoken. <laughs> so we're laughing because we've had these conversations already. Well, you know, as you're talking, think of a, t- a time we were speaking at an event, and uh, I walked into the, the room that the event was going to be taking place, and it just was so, the colors, the, the decoration of the of the room was such that I couldn't help but just to think, I feel like I'm at Notre Dame. Mm. I, I just felt that's the way I felt. I was like, man, if, if you would have blindfolded me and, and drove me somewhere and said, we're going into an auditorium and take the blindfold off, you know, where are we? I'd have said, we're at Notre Dame. That's just what it looked like to right? me when I think of what, what a, a Notre Dame auditorium would look like. This was it. And I couldn't help, but we got up front and we did, we did a couple songs and then it was my turn to talk. And I first thing out of my mouth was, go Irish. <laughs> You know, and, and like half the crowd, we're just like, you know, what? You know, laughed. The other half was a little stunned that that you know because it was kind of their place, I think. And one of them in the room for sure had the idea to decorate like that. Right. It was funny to some, and to the others, it was like, is he mocking us? Yeah. Is he what? And I was just neither trying to be funny or mock. I was just saying what was going through my head was, this is an awfully gold and green room. You know, go Irish. <laughs> And of course, the folks that brought us in, you know, for the event, they afterwards, you know, they just, they laughed just pretty much the whole night about everything I said, because, you know, you just started off. So, you know, to them. Well, once you start that way, then. Right. Yeah. I think they had had that thought for a very long time. But nobody had verbalized it. But nobody had verbalized the fact that it looked like something you would, you know, experience at Notre Dame, you know, Mm -hmm. as a look. Some people would just say, he has no filter. No, I think I have a filter. It's just that. Come on, you know, lighten up. Don't take yourself so serious. Right. I mean, too often times we take ourselves serious and we laugh at God when we should be laughing at ourselves and taking God serious. Hmm. So, but here we get, here we go again. It's back on me. Let's no, go it's to okay. here. No, it's, <laughs> no, this is about you. This this podcast is entitled Robin. It's all about you. So when you talked about yourself and how you felt about churches and stuff, I was thinking about how. I went to a Baptist church for a long time, and it wouldn't have been my first choice to go to this church for 13 years because I didn't necessarily believe everything they believed. Right. But I really felt that God was leading me to go to this church for the reason that my first husband, we went to this one church, and I won't say the denomination, but they wouldn't let him be a member or serve at the church because he smoked. Right. They said that he needed to quit smoking before he could really be a part of anything. And it hurt him so deeply that he never went to church again. 
And I was always afraid that he would go to church. So I wanted to go to a church that I thought he would want to go to. And he really wasn't into non-denominational churches. So there's this Baptist church right down the street. So I went about three or four times to see if I would enjoy the preaching. And I did. I just knew that that's where God wanted me to be. Even though I knew when I went to this church that I didn't agree with everything, I was okay with that. If they ever they mention about things that I didn't agree with, I'm, I'm like, that's all right. They can believe that and I believe something else. But I didn't make a big deal out of it. I never brought it up really in conversations except for maybe with one of my friends. But when God places you somewhere, you love the people you're, you're around. And you don't need to make a big deal out of things that we all disagree on. We can disagree on how baptism works. We can disagree on predestination. We can disagree on the rapture. We can disagree about speaking in tongues. But my favorite place that I ever went to church was when I was in Japan. And we were there for, uh, my first son had a, he had a civilian job in the Navy. We got to go to the military base all the time. So we had this military Christian group. And in this group, it was all the Protestants together. In order for us to function as a Christian group with all of us from all these different denominations, we had to set aside everything we disagreed with and only focus on the stuff that we did agree with. Mm. And that made it so simple because the things that we agreed with was God, was Jesus, was the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we just focused on loving God and loving people. And that was it. And it was my favorite place. I almost hated to come back to the States because everybody just, we didn't argue or disagree with anything. We needed each other over there, overseas. And so in order to make it work, we had to do that. And then you come back and then we're all kind of divided again. And I thought it just so bizarre in California that this Baptist church I went to, there was a Presbyterian church, I mean, literally an alley away next door to it. That's so crazy. On one block, they had two churches there, two churches with parking lots and everything. They could hear our services and we could hear them, you know, rehearsing <laughs> their choir services. Wow. I mean, how crazy is that? <laughs> To have the churches right next to each other, and I used to walk down. So that church could say, you could say what to the churches, uh, so what separates you guys? Oh, about 20 feet. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> there was this little tiny fence and an alley, and it was just, I would just shake my head and say, this, this is idiotic. But I have a personal opinion about churches, so let me run this one by you. <laughs> okay, so churches are run by, you know, simple people, right? And none of us are perfect. And I don't think there's a single church that's perfect. No. There might be some that claim they have it all together. Right. But I think every single one has something wrong about it. If you go into a church, if you stay there long enough, you're going to find that one thing that's wrong about it. Yes. And you can focus on that. (laughs) Or you can focus on all the stuff you have that are right about it. People do that a lot with like the big churches, right? They're doing really well. They're doing a lot of things good. But, ah, yeah. All right. I found it. I yeah. found that one thing that was wrong with them. I, I see it and I'm going to magnify it and I'm going to rake them over the coals on that one thing. Right. Or it could be more than one thing. But, you know, and I love what you say when people talk about the, the mega churches. You, you'll say to them, 
Have you ever listened to them speak? Or have you been there? Or have you been there? Or, and they'll go, no. no. <laughs> so they're basing their belief or thought, their opinion, on something somebody else told them or something that they read. And yes. know, that's, that's just I did sad. the same thing. I, I had people tell me all about this, this one guy who was on TV, and yeah. I had my opinion about him solely based on what I'd heard. I'd never listened to him before. And when I finally did... God told me to let go of all the things I'd heard and just listen to him. He says, I'm using this man and he is touching people. I'm using him. Listen to what he's saying. And I had to shed all the, the negative criticism I've heard. And sure enough, is he perfect? No, but God is definitely using him without a doubt. When we're together and we go to a church and we visit a lot of churches, I have to say that one thing I really admire about Rick is that if any time I say something critical about a church, he immediately defends the pastor. Can you explain why you do that? Why do you, you'll say... Well, because he's not there to defend himself. But I think because you've been a pastor, mm -hmm. you've always said you, you know how it feels. Right what that pastor's feeling when he's standing on that stage, when right. he hears something in the congregation or he's needed needing to ask people for money or, you know, you've been there mm -hmm. and you will always give me some form of clarity or some kind of thing to say, well, he's doing this because. Well, I just think it's interesting how, uh, again, this, this podcast was uh, entitled, it's all about you. And somehow you, you make it about me. No, but I, because Which is I just me. admire this about you. Okay. And when I first met you, I was quite critical of mm -hmm. churches. Being around you really helped me to just get a pastor's point of view on what's going on. It's it's not easy to be a pastor. and It's not easy to lead a congregation. Um, you have given me insight into that. We just wanted to give you all a little bit of contrast. All right. Rabbit. It's all about you. Radical life. Woo! Radical life. Thank you for joining us on Radical Life today. Be sure to listen to us every Tuesday for Radical Life Supports podcasts. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, radicallife.buzzsprout.com. And please email us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and sharing and spreading the word about our podcast. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you.